And so Frank Reich spent some time with the media talking about the undrafted free agents, talking about the roster, talking about guys like Johnny Woods, also talking about Nick Foles as the potential backup quarterback that the Colts may seek. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the Indy 500, the potential for the TV blackout, which is the most inane thing in the history of media. It may return this year, and I'm not happy about it. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Friday, May 13th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. If you got to take a leak so you get a leak, Johnson's Plumbing, they'll take care of that leak. How about that? 765-610-8809 is the number. Our guy Mike, he's mowing the lawn next door. There he goes. You can kind of see him right there. Yeah, this is a working neighborhood. We don't shut down mowing of lawns so I can talk about sports. People go about their business here. It's what we do. Uh, hit the subscribe button, the like button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. If you have a question of an urgent nature, just want to say thanks. Hit the donation button. We appreciate it. All right. Rookie minicamp today. So Frank Reich with the media asked about Nick Foles as a veteran quarter. Uh, backup quarterback. Colts don't have one of those guys. They got these guys. They got James Morgan who hasn't played ever in the NFL. You got Sam Ellinger who's taken a couple of snaps and you've got Jack Cohn, an undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. He hopes to stick as a backup quarterback with the Colts. So you really don't have a lot of experience. Nick Foles would be that guy. So here's what Frank Reich said when asked specifically about Nick Foles. Chris is very methodical about this process. There is a timing to the way things go, and the way the roster is put together is very intentional. What does that mean? I have no idea. That, that's what we get out of Frank Reich and media availabilities. We get you know these kind of answers that really don't mean a hell of a lot. When you, when you parse it out, when you take a look at it bit by bit by bit. He was also asked about Jelani Woods. So we don't know if they're going to sign Nick Foles. You know, and if somebody wants to overpay for Nick Foles, it's not going to be the Colts. The Colts do not overpay. Ever, ever, ever. Speaking of that, the Saints, they've overpaid, although we don't know by how much. For Jarvis Landry, wide receiver, free agent, spent the last couple of years with the Cleveland Browns. Playing out of the slot, we'll go over that in a minute because his statistics have declined and he's about to turn 30, which means that maybe this is not the time to overpay a guy like Jarvis Landry. All right, uh, he said, Frank Reich, Johnny Woods looks bigger in person than on tape. So a good follow-up question might have been, uh, does Johnny Woods on tape play smaller than he's actually you know, from a size perspective, that stands to reason. That's not what Frank Reich's trying to say. Frank Reich is always exceptionally positive about everybody he discusses, right? Hey, what'd you think Alec Pierce? I'll tell you what, Alec Pierce looks faster in person than he did running the 40 at the Combine. I'll tell you that, he looks fast out there. How about Jelani Woods? Did you think he'd look this big? No. I, I saw him on tape, and I thought he looked big, but boy, in person, is he big, is what you get out of Frank Reich. Uh, a bunch of pablum, it's positive, it's saccharine, it's nonsense. 
And and so we listen because what the hell else are you going to do on May the 13th? It's opening day of rookie minicamp. By the way, Alec Pierce left the workout early. Frank Reich said he didn't pay close attention. It might have been dehydration. So there you go. Um, he did say about Jelani Woods that Jelani Woods is going to earn time through being, so this isn't Pablum, actually, being consistent. He's got to be consistent in his blocking. He's got to figure out how to block. To this I say, look, if he's a dynamic weapon, you're going to sit him on his ass because he can't run block? Are you out of your mind? You know what I mean? Like, did anybody ever say, Gronkowski, you better hold your block for another half second or we're benching your ass. Maybe Belichick did that. I don't know. But Johnny Woods is going to either make a lot of money in the NFL or not a lot of money in the NFL based upon his ability to catch the football and run with it. That's his skill set. He was not drafted just to block or to principally block. It would be great if he became a great blocker, but we don't know that that's in his toolbox. He is going to be on the field if he can catch the football and run with it and score touchdowns as he did when he was a collegian at Virginia. Not when he was at Oklahoma State. Didn't do a lot of catching a football. However, at Virginia, turned into quite a weapon. So uh, that's kind of the Johnny Woods update. The Colts did sign uh, the guys who were drafted after the third round. So Johnson, Ogletree, Brooks, and Thomas, they all signed their rookie deals. And uh, then it's the four guys drafted in the second or third round that still need to sign. Those guys, of course, Ryman, Cross, uh, Woods, and then the aforementioned Alec Pierce. Of the uh, undrafted free agents, and by the way, Frank Wright said that there was a little video presentation this morning, early this morning, from Jeff Saturday and from Antoine Bethay where they talked about their opportunities and how they took advantage of them. Antoine Bethea and Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday's still making a lot of money doing media, where if he didn't believe in himself and if he didn't show up for work with the Colts and earn that job as a center with the Colts, you know what? He's out laying bricks, right? That's what he's doing. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But Jeff Saturday talked about the opportunity that is at hand for these undrafted free agents uh, having been one himself. Uh, the guys who maybe have the best chance to stick, Jojo Doman, you know what? He's the same age as Bernard Ryman, and if you want to know why, Bernard Ryman slipped in the draft, right? They, he was pro projected as kind of a late first, early second round guy. Didn't even know whether he was going to be available at 42 when the Colts were going to pick. Thought he was going to be gone. Well, he came off the board at 77 of the Colts. He's going to turn... 25 years old uh, in week three this upcoming season in September. Doman, similar deal. He's going to be 25, and that's on July 28th. Uh, uh, the NFL, they like to get guys a little bit younger. You know, a guy who's going to be 25 as he enters the NFL as a rookie, those guys, they're not always flawed, but there's usually a reason they were able to stay in college for six years other than COVID. There's a reason that uh, NFL teams weren't covetous of them when they were 21, 22 years old. Doman, a little bit undersized for a linebacker, but he's going to be a really good special teams player. Um, you know, if, if you want to comp uh, Jordan Glasgow, but a little bit faster. How about that?
Jordan Glasgow we like a lot, though. Um, Ryman, I think Ryman starts the season as the left tackle. And if he only plays till he's 31 or 2, that's fine, because that's seven years of a starting left tackle that was taken 77th overall. Sign me up. I'm all in behind that if that's what happens. Uh, Matt Pryor might be a, uh, a guy who has that position uh, at least initially early in the season as the Colts play at Texas and at Jacksonville. How about this? This from Matt Taylor, the radio voice, excellent radio voice of the Indianapolis Colts. The last time that the Colts started the season 2-0 with both wins on the road was 1977. Wow! They don't start with both games on the road too very often. Last game, they started 0-2 with both games at home against the Seahawks and the Rams. We saw how that turned out. Maybe playing on the road is just what the doctor ordered for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jack Cohen, I think, has got a chance to make it because Jack Cohen is similar in some respects to Matt Ryan. And what you want in a backup quarterback, what a lot of people want in a backup quarterback, is somebody who plays a similar game to the starter. Matt Ryan, not terribly mobile, 6'4", a guy who's accurate with the football. Jack Cohn, not exactly dissimilar from that. Sam Ellinger, quite different from that. Ellinger, 6'1", a mover, right? Which kind of worked last year because Carson Wentz moves a lot as a quarterback and is going to run with the football a lot as a quarterback. Ellinger fit that mold a little bit. This is not what Sam Ellinger was brought in to back up uh, when he was drafted in the sixth round last year. Um, Sterling Weatherford. I like this guy because I'm certain that he's related to Grant Weatherford, and I love Grant Weatherford as a basketball player. He was a tornado, defensive tornado, playing AU uh, basketball. Sterling Weatherford, out of Hamilton Heights High School, went to Miami of Ohio. People thought that he had a chance to get drafted as well. I like Sterling Weatherford's chance to make this squad. Marcel Dabo, 4-4-2-40. Kid from Germany. You know what? He's got a chance, right? Uh, he did with European media. He did an availability. The Colts don't generally put people at a podium to talk to people or on a Zoom call if they're not going to make the team or if they don't have a legit chance to make the team. So I think Marcel Dabo has a chance to make the team. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting. The guy who is likely to make the team is offensive tackle Ryan Van Demark. Uh, he was given a $175,000 guarantee as an undrafted free agent. That doesn't happen every day. That, <coughs> excuse me, that doesn't happen for a guy that is drafted altogether that often, the guaranteed money. So um, Van Demark, a chance to make the team as a backup uh, tackle. So we'll, we'll see where that leads. Like I said, Jarvis Landry going to the Saints. So all of the Colts fans who really wanted Jarvis Landry to wear the horseshoe and, and go out and catch balls for Matt Ryan, going to be disappointed. Like I said, he's going to turn 30. But here's what's happened the last three years with Jarvis Landry. 83 catches to 72 catches to 52 catches. Yardage-wise, 1174 and 19, 840 and 20, 570 and 21. Maybe that reverses into in 2022. Maybe it doesn't. As you get closer to 30, 
you see those slides and you can project those slides to continue. You don't overpay for famous. You just don't do it. And the Colts aren't going to do it. So good for them. I don't think you sign a guy like Jarvis Landry. I don't think that Jarvis Landry necessarily makes you better. If you're going to sign a free agent and you're going to throw money at a guy, you better be damn sure that he's going to represent an upgrade. And that's the problem with T.Y. Hilton. Because T.Y. Hilton in 2022 is not likely to be an upgrade from T.Y. Hilton in 2021, where, let's face it, he couldn't stay on the field and he wasn't very damn good. Played 10 games. What do you have? Uh, you know, somewhere in the area, 23 catches. Somewhere around there, 300-plus yards. This is not what you want for $10 million or $8 million or $6 million. You can get that out of Des Patman or to Michael Harris, for goodness sake. You don't need to spend the cash to go get 25 and 3. You know, as much as we love T.Y. Hilton, and he's a very smart player, as Chris Ballard keeps telling us, you know what? Sometimes the ship sails, and you're the last person aware that you've left the dock. Uh, Indiana got a uh, transfer. You get excited at first when you see the headline. It's Brylon Lanier. He is from Alabama. He went to Alabama. Now he's walk-on. And he was a transfer in as a walk-on from Georgia State. But he's 6'1". He's the 13th transfer coming into the Indiana football program. Uh, you know, this is the world we live in now. It's just churn, churn, churn. You're not going to be able to hold on to everybody. And others can't hold on to people. So it's different guys every year. Thank God they put names back on the backs of the uniform. Because we would have no idea this coming year who's playing for Indiana. And the Indy 500 blackout... It had been lifted the past few years. It is the stupidest thing. Local blackouts for TV are the craziest thing. They make no sense. The NFL figured it out. Hell, the Chicago Blackhawks figured it out, for God's sake. And somehow the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is, is talking about reinstating the TV blackout for the 500. If you're not on TV, you don't exist. To people under the age of 25, people under the age of 30, you just don't exist. If you show how cool this thing is, live, people are going to respond and they're going to buy tickets. Ticket sales this year are the best they've been since 2016. You want to know why? Because the last two years, ABC, or now NBC, has presented a live broadcast of the Indianapolis 500-mile race, and it is exceptionally cool, and people watched it because it was live on TV. Why in the world would you tap the brakes on a three-and-a-half-hour love letter to the city of Indianapolis and to racing that's put on national television except where the race is held? That makes no sense at all. And I hope that Doug Bowles and Roger Penske and all the bigwigs out at the track come to their senses and lift the blackout. They usually do it late. They try to get as many people to buy tickets with the fear of it being blacked out as they can. Then they lift the blackout. Just do away with this antiquated, idiotic thing once and for all. And let's move on with our day like next door Mike's doing as he continues to mow the lawn. Uh, Monday, breakfast with Kent. 
what happens this weekend. I'll tell you on Monday. You don't have to be impatient about it. I'll bring it to you. It's what we do. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself, Indianapolis. And to people watching elsewhere, British Columbia, California, New York, Ireland, we got people all over the place catching up on Indiana sports here.